Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Lifting the Veil podcast with your host, myself, Adrienne Lopez, the Integrative Healing Coach. Thanks for joining me for soul healing conversations, guests, and topics that support you in unveiling the nature of your consciousness so you can embrace your destiny and not suffer your fate. If you hear something here today that resonates with you, please don't forget to like, share, comment, or subscribe as it supports the growth and reach of this podcast by increasing our listenership, which makes this whole endeavor possible. In the meantime, please sit back, relax, and get ready for this week's episode where I had the opportunity to interview Brandon Lapierre, psychic empath, mystic, and healer, where he shares his insight on the blueprint of awakening and the detours along the way. We'll get started in just a sec. Hello, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode of the Lifting the Veil podcast with my um, my guest today, I'm super excited to have Brandon LePierre here today. I hope I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on I'm working on the uh, pronunciation, so bear with me. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I was just looking for your bio. I want to tell everyone, all the listeners out there, a little bit about you before we get started with our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> so uh, Brandon is an incredible psychic empath. He's a mystic. He's a healer. Um, he has had physical and paranormal ET experiences his whole life. Um, he experienced through these experiences, I should, I should say, led him to discover and understand his gifts and ultimately his personal connection to creator. He uses this connection to help people release trauma negative emotion and false beliefs while helping them connect to that greater part of themselves. And um, I will include uh, Brandon's website. So if you want to find out more about them, uh, more about him, I should say. (laughs) Um, Them. (laughs) Them. Yeah. He's a collection. Um, Yeah. So um, I'm so happy that you could be here today and be a guest on my podcast. Um, Brenda just gave me a, a, a healing before we came on. So um, it was uh, super powerful and incredible um, clearing for me personally. And we were just, um, I was just sharing with him all the wonderful energy shifts that came up that I've been working on for um, some time. So thank you, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Um, so, um, I, w- I met you just a couple weeks ago yeah. and I was, I was so fascinated by your stories and things that had come up in your life. And, um, what I, uh, what I heard from you was, um, what you were sharing with me was, um, your own experience of a spiritual, um, awakening or a spiritual emergence and that it happened in steps and phases but um i mentioned this because so many people that you probably help and the people that come to see me are in the process of 
being in these, are accessing altered states of consciousness, um, and they don't know quite what to make of them. And so they're like trying to integrate them. And, um, and so, yeah, I really wanna to talk to you about um, this process of awakening that many people are going through on the planet. Absolutely. And uh, how you make sense of it. Yeah. <laughs> so Brandon, take it away. Tell us, tell us, give us the goods. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> my, my own process, as you mentioned, has been steps throughout my life. And I get these little moments yeah. where everything expands out and then life would contract it. And then I'd go back in and I was like, oh, I, I want to expand out or like I'd go through something, I have an experience and it would contract again. And for me, the expansion and the contraction both would teach me. Mm. The contraction teaches me what causes that in the first place so that I can help others. Mm -hmm. um, and then learning what does that. And we have so many things in this human experience that causes our, our whole energy body to contract and shut down and distort. And when that happens, we lose our sense to that higher self, to that connection. And so we don't hear things as well. And then really like our, our shame, our guilt, our, our judgments, our anger, our hatred, all of those things are contrast to what our soul really exists as. That's why when we have those and we carry those, it can pull away from that. It can pull away from our authentic expression of self, our authentic embodiment of self. At mm -hmm. the same time, you shouldn't um, try to shove anything away or like ignore it. You should accept all parts of yourself because that's also part of the process. We love yeah. all parts of self. We love our shadow and then we can dismantle the parts that are no longer necessary, recognizing where it comes from. So when I go into people, you know, as an empath, I feel your energy in my energy, and it really is the I becomes we, right? And so when we okay. do that, um, we release those things, it goes back to that authentic expression of self. And there's been, there's been moments too uh, many moments that has kind of taught me that um, may have been, well, I, I didn't exactly always know what was going on at the time, right? There yeah. was, when you're yeah, in the middle of it, right? When you're in the middle of it, you, you might be unraveling the significance of that for years to come, for years to come. And the more you have these experiences, like, of course, the more things will become clear. What mm -hmm. I usually do when I'm working with somebody is I help open up more of the subtle intuition so that they can understand the more profound states and experiences easier so that they can get the wisdom and the understanding coming through those states. Because I know for myself, there's many things that I experienced that I had no no clue <laughs> what just happened to me. Uh, yeah. I know it happened. I know it's real and I don't have any basis to go on, you know, starting from just being a little kid and having these experiences, talking to my mom about it. My mom also is, is gifted, but she didn't know what to say about it. She's just like, 
Hmm, okay. <laughs> Those are interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she never shut me down. She just kind of nodded and smiled and didn't know what to say about it. So, and some of these experiences I was having was pretty far out, you know, parallel yeah. reality experiences, ET experiences. Um, but all those things over time, though, I began to integrate. And then um, there's a couple experiences that I had were pretty much set the the bar for how I work now. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the, the first initial experiences is, and I don't know if I shared this story with you about um, my friend who, when I was like 17, um, I was at his aunt's house, uh, a friend of mine and my girlfriend's house and we're all friends together. Mm -hmm. um, they were all went to bed and I was about to leave and he was upstairs and he's like, Hey, can you talk to me for a minute? I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah I could talk to you. And I could tell he was down and just, you know, he's something to talk to, but I, I didn't get anything more than that. So he grabbed a bottle of wine. We went and parked up on the hill near the house. You know, we're up in the mountains on the gravel road. So there's nobody around. We're just sitting there yakking and um, sharing some things that he was really down at. And, um, I kind of gave him a, a different perspective. I'm like, well, you could look at it like that, or you could look at it like this. And like, it's all up to you. Like you could choose what you do with that information mm -hmm. and just giving him a different perspective of things. And uh, when we're done, he says, well, I wasn't going to tell you this, but I was going to kill myself tonight. And I just wanted to talk to somebody before I did it. And I you had know, no idea. You didn't you know, tell me that story, but when you were talking, I was like, oh, <laughs> like that energy was there. Yeah. 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 So I, I dropped him off. And as I started driving off, there was this energy that came over me and it wrapped itself around me. And it was the most intense, amazing, unconditional love that I've ever felt. And I was just sitting there in tears because it, it literally felt like God wrapped oh, around me and was holding me and it was like a it was a thank you and a gratitude but it was also for myself as well right and so it was the things that i never really felt like i got in life either and all that came flooding in it was just this tears of joy mm. i i must have sat there crying with this energy for like 15 minutes until it eventually started to drift off and now, I, you didn't tell me that story but it sounds like you had a huge heart opening. Oh, it, it, it was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And then I knew in that moment too, like my mom, uh, when I was younger, made me go to this church. Yeah. It, like they do. Like they do. <laughs> yeah. And going to this church and you hear this guy up there talking and you hear all these contradictions and what he's saying and versus the words that he's like reading out of, and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Doesn't and match doesn't match you know but i knew in that moment like regardless of what anybody else says i knew that was the truth right that was what creator was yeah and so from there i could i could tell when people are speaking from that place i could tell like when people have had near-death experiences and they've touched that energy and they know that like it, it's a familiar feeling so that's kind of helped guide me uh in my own journey for a long time though, like I had that opening and I was searching, trying to get it back. 
And I looked everywhere, right? Like all these different religions, or there's Buddhism, or, or you know, whatnot. It was like everywhere. I went back to the Bible. I'm like, is it in here? Is it in there? Yeah. <laughs> in there. And then, you know, of course, you only find it in the last place you look you typically, and that's back in yourself. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, while you're speaking, there's just so many ding, like things lighting up for me uh, as you're sharing, because I can imagine that a lot of people have had really intense, enlightening experiences that they have like cut off from. They you know, repressed, they explained away. Um, and one thing I appreciate is that when people have the courage and willingness to speak <laughs> about these experiences, because it just helps people remember like, oh yeah. yeah, I remember when I was five and that thing happened and then I just forgot about it because nobody could explain it to me. So it must not be real, but of course it's real. And then the second thing is um, what you mentioned in regards to um, doing shadow work, right? Owning all the parts of ourselves um, and how that's related to like, once you taste that God source energy, like there's, I mean, there's no conversation. There's no argument about it. It's just pure knowing in your body. And um, like you said, once you, you've tasted that or you know it from personal mm -hmm. experience um then when people are out of an alignment like their words don't match their energy um or they're not speaking from that place um you can feel it and or i mean that just really resonated with me and touched my heart because i've been trying to walk work around that for years like how do I even begin to deal with that um, when people are out of alignment and I'm talking to them? Like, I've taken it on. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that resonates or lights up anything in you in regards to responding to anything I just shared or if you want to continue with your story either way. The, um, I had something. And I, I that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just landed a lot on you right there. So my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to speak. I was speaking of the, the shadow work though. Yeah. Like then another, another thing that I, I was looking at, um, like thinking about that experience and it's like that unconditional love is a timeless love. It, it has no reason or purpose. It just is. You don't have to earn it. It just is, right? But thinking about it like that and then opening that up in people, it's 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 very healing. And a lot of people think that they, because of their life, because of their history, that they can't open to that or they hang on to these things. And something to think about that I've looked at is that when you look at near-death experiences, you know, the hundreds of them that I've listened to, yeah. right, they all go back to the other side and it doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter the life they formerly have led. They're all deserving of the same love. And it, we speak on like, well, in a past life, I've, and it's easy for people to say that, yeah. but it, and it's harder for people to own 
the shit that they've been through in this life, yeah. right? And so they get really hard on themselves here, but we don't need to die and go to the other side in order to be relieved of ourselves, from ourselves. We can do this here, but it takes the invitation from self in order to allow that to come in. And yeah. sometimes it's going to take persistence mm -hmm. and it's going to take alignment to that and release and surrender to that. On the other side, it's easier because you have nothing getting in the way of you and that same blanket of energy wrapping around, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's hard to deny that as true in your human life when all these other places are shut down. Yeah. It's easier to deny that as true because we feel the absence and the separation is what we came into this life to experience. Mm -hmm. We came in to experience the illusion of separation. So getting back to home, and there's that's that true heaven on earth, getting back to home, it takes really in the body. Just, yeah. in, the body. <laughs> in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes really just un us unraveling and unwrapping ourselves from that which we've been entangled in. Yeah. And then that gives us the freedom to really accept that other thing inside of ourselves. I like what you said. Um, I like what you said about the, um, the contracting and expansion process. Like both of those are part of duality and they're the part of awakening because you can't have the light without the shadow. And um, it's almost like the contraction is part of the awakening, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's just my conditioning or that's just the story that I inherited or um, things like that. But um, I, I don't know if you would agree, but it feels like there was probably a time on this planet where we would live and then die and then live and then die in order to like, <laughs> but now it seems like we're doing it all in one lifetime. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. Is that exactly. Your, that's, that's exactly right. Like we're, we're compressing many lifetimes into this one and we're bringing everything that we're connected to into it. And this is the time of transformation and change for that reason, yeah. which is why we're feeling so many different things at once and so many conflicting things at once. And it's been very hard for people. Yeah. And, and it, it, it may be even beyond this life that they're feeling right. But it's very hard for people. Uh, but it is all of that. It is everything connected to this one part. The other thing to think about and consider when we get into more of like the quantum nature of things. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there is no time, right? Yeah. And what happens when you have no time, that creator energy is the beginning and the end and everything in between. Yeah. And it, nothing can exist without that whether you call it the field or source energy, and you know, it's all the same, mm -hmm. but nothing can get a, it, it can exist uh, outside of that. So all the solutions are in there too. And that exists in the shadows as well, right? So the shadow is a form of creation that can't exist without that source energy. Yeah. The same note. So the why, what is the purpose of things? You know, you can look at the Emerald Tablets and it says, uh, from Thoth, and it says, uh, darkness transmuted becomes the light of the light. And it's a, such a beautiful quote, I think. And it's true because why is source 
why did Source choose to go into the dark to experience itself in that way? And it's the contrast that gives awareness to the true nature of the light. Otherwise, it's like a fish who's always been in water and doesn't even know what the water is until it's brought out of it. And suddenly it's aware of the air. I don't like the air. I'm going to go back into the water. Yeah. So much more grateful for the water now. <laughs> and, and aware of that. That's its, that's its source, right? Mm -hmm. of, of, of living. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, there, there's a lot that just lit up there as well um, for me in regard to the quantum field. And um, there was a time when I was doing regress a lot of regressions, uh, hip hypnosis, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I realized it's all happening right now. Like everything and all the timelines are happening right now. And so there's no need to go back anywhere because back is here. <laughs> yeah is the present moment and if you're having a issue or an obstacle or a problem it's happening now and so let's look at that now and then of course it, it clears up all those those timelines um that appear to be in the past so i i love that <clears throat> and that that everything happening now is also connected to how some of those other modalities and things work, right? Yeah. So how does quantum jumping work? How do parallel realities work? How is it that you can heal yourself now and then heal the past as the present? You know, and then how is it that you can shift your consciousness sometimes and things around you that seem to be one way are actually completely different. And you're like, well, was I just imagining it that other way? And this is where some of the Mandela effect comes into play, right? Yeah. So you are really aligning to a different reality and that's just a marker reflecting that back. That's really all that is. But everything is happening now. And if you look at it that way with an infinite possibility of parallel realities existing, um, you can realign yourself to anyone at any moment. Yes. And but then it goes into the question, what ties us or appears to tie us and keep us to any given one? Yeah. And it really comes down to attachments, negative or positive, right? If you have uh, guilt and remorse, maybe over some of your past actions, it's going to tie you to that. If you have attachments in a positive way over something that's in your life, well, I don't want that to change. It's going to attach you to that. So yeah. releasing attachments is also going to help you navigate the timelines on what is it the timeline you're going to want to choose. If you had unlimited choices and you were asking creators, hey, put me on the highest and best timeline that's going to bless me the most, yeah. you can't have any attachments to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that. Yeah. Yeah, there was something that just um, just came up, uh, and it's been coming up in my mm -hmm. consciousness as well as my experience. Um, is this um, this model that has shaped consciousness so um, widely, which is you know generally defined as the patriarchy, <clears throat> you know, power over um, and dominance and um, possession and, 
um, all of the things that have gone with it that mm -hmm. we have internalized. Um, and so it's like all the guilt and the shame, for example, personally, I've had for participating in those mindsets, not only against myself, but with others, you know, and um, I can't speak for all empaths. <laughs> I can only speak for myself, but I've noticed that there's a tendency for many empaths to be stuck in that guilt and shame. So they keep choosing that same timeline of powerlessness. Mm -hmm. And does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely. Yeah. 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 So I was talking with my friend and behind her, she had um, a Mexican blanket that has all the stripes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm like, look at all the timelines behind your head. Like you could jump to any of those parallel realities, but what keeps you in the one that you're in now, which was the exact same question. And it was those attachments and those feelings of responsibility that we take on um, obligation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that keeps us energetically hooked in, in timelines of suffering or self-sabotage. And um, it's almost, and I don't know, hopefully you can share your experience on this. It's like, almost like consciousness is beginning to see its own um, system. And like yeah. the jig is up, <laughs> the jig is up <laughs> for many people, not not everyone, but um, what, do, what do you have to say on that one? <laughs> But um, it, what came to mind is a conversation I just had with, with my mom the other day on a very similar topic. And, yeah. you know, she's had a, a hard background. Um, I didn't have the easiest childhood. Yeah. And so sometimes she has difficulty with self because of our history together. Yeah. And so we've done a lot of healing with me and her mm -hmm. on that. Um, and I, there was this channeled message that came through and mm -hmm. I'll try to remember everything that was said, <laughs> Yeah. but, um, basically it's ties back into what we were just talking about on the purpose of shadow yeah. on the purpose of this aspect of creation and everybody goes through and experiences their own version of it. Right. And so yeah. it's all there's this there is no repeats in creation. Yeah. And you get to the point when you're done with that. And as far as creator is concerned, nothing is wasted. Right. So all of our shadows when surrendered becomes the light of the light. Mm -hmm. And when you release and open more fully to self, you have access to this greater aspect outside of self. It's the greater wisdom of the all that is. And then the all that is, all the experiences that came before and all the experiences that come after and all that wisdom that was um, embedded so, yeah. in those experiences now are becoming allowed to be in self, you know, to whatever degree that you allow it, of course. And so all of this is this contribution towards the transmutation, towards the greater awareness. So like the jig is up. It's like people get <laughs> to the end of their shadow lesson, 
They get yeah. to the end of their shadow learning. They get to the end of like, well, I'm done creating that way. I'm done learning that way. When I release and surrender this to the creator, what opens up in me instead? And that's when that begins to be allowed to be replaced. Mm -hmm. And so you have the awareness of everything that created it, everything that it was attached to it. Everything is a result of your own responses to it, good and bad. Yeah. Right. And so those begin to release and open itself now too. And then when you let go completely of that shadow aspect, that's when you can create something new. That's when you can create something different. How I want this to be instead. From a space of consciousness that's no longer enslaved in that sense of powerlessness um, and all the things that go along with it. Yeah. 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 It's a powerful time right now on the planet and um, it's exciting. It's ex super exciting. It's also super intense. Um, I don't know if you're a follower of astrology, but it's just like, you know, we have a new moon in Cancer today, which is represents the mother and nurturing and how we nurture ourselves and, um, you know, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And um, then that's, that's an opposition to Capricorn, which is the systems, the structures, the um, institutions, the ways of thinking, tradition. <laughs> and that, that's right on Pluto at 29 degrees, which is the destroyer. You know, so I think it's so important to remember to really hold ourselves with compassion and kindness and love as, no, yes, we're going through this crazy ride <laughs> of transformation. And I love that quote that you shared from the book of the tablets. The Game of tablets. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say the book of tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can you say it again? A darkness transmuted becomes the light of the light. Amen. Amen. And um, that's that's interesting because you were just with your mother working through some wounds, and I was just with my mother um, <laughs> for two two whole days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the wounding there, the unconsciousness, the shadow, um, and then we get to our own consciousness. Right, becomes a stand for other people's transformation and awakening. Yeah. 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 Then the more light you allow yourself to hold, you know, that it affects everybody around you. you know, yeah. So you heal yourself and you don't even have to do or say anything often. I can't tell you how many times that, you know, I've been in a yes. funky mood. Yeah. I've been in a funky mood and I go into work or something and I'm around other people and then like everybody else is in a shit mood. I'm like, hmm. And they're kind of shitty to me, maybe. And I'm like, and I separate myself when I go in the bathroom. I'm like, all right. So if everything is a reflection, then let's work on this. And so I started working through my own stuff. Mm -hmm. And I go and I leave the bathroom and then I go back out and integrate. <laughs> and yeah, suddenly like, everything's different. Everything's everything shifted. Yeah. yeah. I like what you sh um, shared earlier with me before we started recording about, um, about, uh, how you were holding your your mother in consciousness? Yes. And um, if that's private, you don't. <laughs> no, you that's, that's okay. Okay. Um, so I, yeah. the, the the principles from that, like um, let's see, uh, which is it? Paul Selig and the guides. Yeah, know, yeah. They talk, they talk about like 
the purview, right? What is your in your purview? What is the way you perceive others? Mm -hmm. Because the way you were perceiving it is the way that you are creating it. Yeah. So there's there's that teaching, and then that also goes along with Nivelle Goddard, which mm -hmm. is like everything is you reflected back. Yeah. And so when you think about these principles and thinking about like how am I perceiving the thing in my environment? How can I perceive it differently? At this time, my mom was going through some things and I, I knew like she just needs to do the X, Y, and Z. Like she's just need to let go of her stuff, you know. She like, should only just listen to you. You could tell her how to fix it. Right. You know, and like she wasn't doing very good, like physically, her mental health. I saw how it was affecting her physical health. And she would just take these these herbs and do this work. And like yeah. and there was, she was resisting. I'm like, all right, well, this is not working. This is not working. And then I was reflecting back on the way that I was perceiving her. And I was perceiving her as the one who wasn't doing her work. I was perceiving her as the one who was internally damaged. I was perceiving her as the one who was just refusing to do anything else. And I was like, okay, well, if this is true over here, then I have to change what's in here and the way that I'm perceiving her in order for it to be different. So then I surrendered everything that I was holding on my perception yeah. and instead started to see her as healed. I started to see her as having done her work and illumination of light and really embodying herself more completely, being free of all the things that she's been carrying and really, really holding that as truth in my heart. Yeah. And then when I saw her like a day or two later, she was like, oh, it was amazing. I did this really deep inner work and I'm, I'm so relieved now. And like, I didn't have to do a damn thing. I just had yeah. to see it differently and then hold that space. Right. That's what I aligned to in my truth. Yeah. And that, that really applies to everything in your life. Like, sure everything. Does. yeah, like there's nothing else to do except to check yourself. Right. What are you aligning to? What are you holding yeah. as your truth? Yeah. What are your expectations of what's coming down the path? Yeah. What are your perceptions of the events that happened? Right. Or even happening in that moment. So, and whatever your goals are, whether they're spiritual goals or they're health goals or their career goals, it all really goes back to manifestation and alignment. And everything that I've ever experienced, as far as the most profound spiritual states, the most profound, like, um, just really profound experiences, it's always been when I really let myself surrender to the alignment of the experience of what I was trying to manifest. Yeah. One of those experiences, as far as manifestation goes, when I was really first playing with it, mm -hmm. I was I was in Iraq. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yes. Yeah, so I was over there uh, in oh. this war zone. I was like, well, let's play around with these things. Yes. Yeah. And um, I wanted to leave the country and go back home on vacation. Mm -hmm. And the company, because I was over there contracting, but the company I was over there working for, they would give you five days to get from the base you're at to out of country. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I got five days, which means if I leave the country in two days, then I get three days extra off the books. Like, yes. This sounds like a sweet deal to me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, 
let's make this happen. So I went inside uh, myself and I visualized myself uh, going into the air and then landing in San Diego like Superman, like boing, landing. I and, love I was, it. <laughs> and I was just like really embodying the feeling like, man, that was amazing. I made it here so fast. And then I just kept repeating that land. That was so amazing. I made it here so fast. That was really amazing. And I just kept, kept really like sinking that into self. And then I was like, okay, well, how is this going to happen? And the whole process was important. Like even the little blips, Yeah. Uh, because I was really focused on like, well, in order to make this happen. And at first I have to like avoid this base and go this route and go over here. Because the other thing too was Normally, uh, if you go this one route, they want you to wear your body armor. If you have to get on the helicopter, I have to wear these plates, which means I have to carry this big helmet, huge body armor on a commercial, air, on yeah. a commercial airplane and have that be my carry-on. No, like, nah, I'm good. No, thanks. I, I, I often didn't wear my body armor because I knew I'd be okay. Like, yeah. Just something in me said, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I didn't wasn't going to wear it. But I was going to avoid this base because they they make you take it off and put it on a metal detector and it goes through the x-ray and they're looking for things in the vest, uh, looking for bombs Weapons, and things, yeah. you know, but they also want to make sure that you have your plates in mm. because if you don't, you can't get on the helicopter, they'll make you go home and get it. Got it. So I was avoiding that base completely. Yeah, yeah. So like I made my route and then we got on the helicopter and they, they fly in pairs. So we're in the air. And I was playing around with my telepathy at that point. And uh, so I I think it's almost like he heard me um, because I got to the point where I could speak with my mind and other people. If they weren't looking, they would respond verbally. Yeah. <laughs> so, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're in the helicopter and he's like, hey, we got to land. The helicopter's broken. I'm like, oh. So I go into my space and I'm like, it's not broken. It's fine. Everything's fine. Helicopter is okay. And then I, as I'm doing that, he leans back and goes, it's not our helicopter. It's the other one. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you guys still have to land? So we did. We landed. And we landed at this other base. That, but it wasn't um, yours. Huh? Wasn't your, your wasn't mine. I manifested that. That's I just good. like at that point, I was like, okay, I give up. I'm just whatever. We're landing. Yeah. So we land. And then he's going through and he's like, well, where are you going? Where are you going? And he's like, okay, you're leaving tomorrow. You're leaving in an hour. You're leaving tomorrow. So they're splitting everybody up according to oh, where okay. they Okay. Because it was more than you. Yeah. Was, there was more than me. There was a bunch mm -hmm. of other people too. And so the guy next to me is like, where are you going? Okay. You're leaving in an hour. And he pointed at me or where are you going? He's like, okay, you're leaving tomorrow. The guy next to me goes, ha. I was like, we'll see. Yeah. So I went back into that space, uh, flying like Superman. Oh, I made it here so fast. And I did this for like, and he went inside for 20 minutes and I did this for, I don't know. Like uh, 20 10, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did it for like 10 minutes Okay. And I, and I released that and I'm like, okay, I feel pretty good. He came back out in 20 minutes. He's like, change of plan. You're leaving in an hour. You're leaving tomorrow. And I went, ha. <laughs> 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 this stuff works, man. This stuff works. So then we go and he's like, well, we're going to this base. And it was the one I was trying to avoid. Yeah. Because of the I'm plates. Because like, of the plates. I'm like, well, yeah. if it's worked this far, mm -hmm. And there's no reason, no matter what the circumstance, for it to be any different. 
So no matter what it looks like, I just have to keep in that alignment to my faith and whatever my manifestation is. Yeah. So we're knowing. going there, my knowing, and we go in there, we land, I get off, and we're going into the bay and the, to the uh, the airport area uh, where they're receiving everybody. And the person in front of me takes his stuff off, puts it on the conveyor belt, goes into the X-ray, and I'm like completely calm in my knowing. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to work. I just know that it will somehow. Mm-hmm. The moment I stepped up to it, it broke. It shut off. And he's like, oh, that's weird. It's never done that before. And he's like, hits it. And he's like, yeah, it's so weird. Isn't that weird? He's like, I was like, mm-mm. And he's like, well, uh, you got any knives, uh, ammo? <laughs> uh, any bombs? Like, any bombs? Yeah. Nope. He's like, okay, you can go. Well, then I was fine. And then, you know, I, I made it home. I made it out of country in two days, just like it intended. And I had an extra three days when I got home. When I landed, I was like, that was amazing. I made it here so fast. Pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what it looks like in the middle, you have to let go of that. Yeah. No matter what it looks like. One of my teachers used to say, don't be confused by the facts. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're just coming upon our hour together. And um, I just want to close with um, one topic. And I'll probably have to have you on again soon to, to cover the whole topic because it's a big topic. But um, I uh, accidentally fell upon one of your roundtable podcasts or men's talk around um, sacred sexuality. And I didn't get to watch the whole thing yet, but I did um, hear little bits. And that was so powerful. Um, I think it's on your Facebook page. I'll put that in the description of this podcast today as well, if anybody wants to check that out. But um, one thing that you said that really resonated um, and seems like stood out to me is not just around sexuality, but everything in our life, including manifesting, (laughs) because, you know, that's life energy, right? It's like that sexual energy is sacred life energy and it's creative energy and it's creating everything in our relationship to everything. And something that you said uh, was, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't want to mess it up, but um, it was something like um, that um, this uh, having integrity with our energetic boundaries, which includes, you know, our sexual energy and our boundaries and how we use that energy responsibly. Um, I think that's that like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, he said it so well. Like I've been trying to say that, but you, you articulated it for me. So I really um, found that powerful. Was there anything that you can add to that or um, anything that um, was around you, you saying that or being inspired to share that with your audience at that time? If you can remember back then, I don't know how old that was. That was a while ago. So I don't exactly remember all that was said. So I'll just speak on energetic boundaries, like sacred sexuality or, or anything. You know, if you are a healer and have clients, and that's, that's really important because what are they coming to you for, right? They're coming to you for healing. And so you have to go into what is it that they're needing and put everything about yourself to the side. Yeah. And that requires energetic boundaries. So it doesn't matter how uh, (laughs) uh, a person may be, mm, well, just just like the example that you gave 
um, where somebody was abusing their position. And I've seen this with others too, uh, abusing their position to gain um, sexual favors, yeah. uh, putting a person in like a vulnerable spot and yeah. then taking advantage of that vulnerable spot. Yeah. So we have to go into what is the other person really needing, putting yourself to the side. And then like, even when you have, even if you feel like there's an attraction or something, I think it's also important to put all of that to the side because that's not what they're there for, you know? So you, yeah. you keep that over here and you You're go into box. like, yeah. <laughs> what is really being asked for? Yeah. Right. And so and how sacred, can you be of service? Yeah. You can't be of service that way. And yeah. so uh, thinking about another aspect of that is everything about consciousness creates reality. Not everything in your consciousness is going to be welcome yep. with another, but consciousness itself creates reality. And so you have to go into the space of being mindful of yourself being mindful of your boundaries and what your energy is doing and how it might be affecting another person, right? What is your intention? Is your intention self-serving? Is your intention serving others? And so a lot of it is, um, a lot of it comes down to your own internal world. You have to be in integrity in your own internal world. So in sacred sexuality, you are there with one another you are not there serving yourself through another yeah. you are there opening your heart to one another expanding through one another having an honor of the other soul whose energy you are sharing in that moment when yeah. you don't have that it, it can be like um this body that's in front of you and it's all about what you're feeling in that moment without any consideration of other yeah. So the integrity comes in within sacred sexuality is like, um, it's just as much awareness of other and your own thoughts and your own processes as it is of self. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I just, um, you know, I grew up in a, uh, energetic, energetic ancestral family. <laughs> I think, I mean, all of patriarchy is, it, it's, um, it's energy drain of life force for a certain outcome. Um, and so I think that's a huge, I mean, it feels to me that's a huge part of the awakening process. Um, I just, I did a three part series on um, healing sexual energy. And I, I even hate to call it that because it's sacred life energy, but it's been reduced for many people to face level of like, this is it. We're living. And you're like, heck, you've only dipped your toe in, you know, to, to the expansiveness of what's available when it's held uh, in right relationship, just like, you know, many uh, wisdom traditions have taught and can, you know, that we need to be in right relation to life, including our own. Yeah, it's powerful, powerful stuff. All right, Brandon, thank you so much for being here. I'm so appreciative of you taking your time to, to um, come and share your wisdom and your insight with us. 
and like I said, I'll put all of your information in the description of this podcast. Um, so people that are interested to find out more about you and the work that you do, that they can, um, they can find it. All right, thank you. And thanks for having me again. Oh, my pleasure.